0: You how's it going, indie wrestling fans? Welcome to Indie Handshake. I am Jesus Cruz, and today my guests are the Stoner Brothers, a.k.a. Suburban Commandos, a.k.a. the Bad Apples, and every other character you guys have done the hood, Sam. How you guys doing?
1: Hey, we made it. We're, We're did here. It. did it. We're here for the
0: handshake. Yes, Not sir. The, the handshake yeah. and the hot dog and the soda. Yeah. You guys haven't heard that name in a while, the Bad Apples, huh? Bad Apples. I mean, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Was that the first gimmick that you guys had uh, after training with Joe Applebomber? Um, Ricky was a bad apple before
1: I was. I was uh Carid the Clown, which is my
0: name backwards, Derek. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So let's go back a little bit about how we met. I uh, met you guys through, uh, I believe it was Rick Luxury. And more specific, I remember a certain event. Uh, I don't know if it was Derek or Dustin. I forgot who wrestled uh, Rick at one of my Khalifa shows.
2: Yeah, that was that was me. That
0: was Ricky. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It was at the Rockapulco and it was a bizarre. First of all, that show was just a. It was one of my worst shows ever. Not not because of the who was on the card, but it was just a shit show of no shows. And, you know, it was like my worst show ever. And I remember you guys opened the match and I believe it was uh, Joe that asked Donovan to watch you guys work or something like that. And I don't remember what Donovan said, but it pissed Joe off. And like they went outside and I remember Joe throwing a flashlight at Donovan. So can you elaborate more on what happened that day? Let's start off with, get that story out of the way.
2: (laughs) I remember uh, we got there and he introduced us to Donovan and uh, Mike. All all the other people, (laughs) the Reno boys were there and me and Rick had a opening match and he asked Donovan to watch our match. And uh I, I seen Donovan not watching our match. He was like just walking around. I'm pretty sure he was pretty wasted. Yeah. Uh, and then uh Nuggs asked him like after uh, after the match like what he thought and he just he just shat all over us and I know he didn't even watch the match. Mm. I, I think he was just drunk at being a drunk asshole and just shat on the match and Nuggs stuck up for us because that's what he that's what he did that's what he does yeah. and yeah. uh got in Donovan's face and well, I don't know where the flashlight came from
0: but dude he like had it hidden he had hit it hidden good because like I like you guys said you don't know where it came from all of a sudden Joe just throws his flashlight at Donovan and he Donovan barely moved and it hit the wall behind him right outside the Rockapuco but it was like where <laughs> yeah exactly where the hell did that shit come from yeah
2: did you get a flashlight
0: yeah yeah it was a pretty intense moment uh like i said that show was like already i was already like you know stressed out but you know it is what it is it happened uh ironically you yeah, guys worked a couple of iron shows towards the end of their <laughs> towards the end of their their uh um a promotion so how did, how was that coming back and working with them um did, did you i don't think Derek did. Uh, I, was, but, uh, I did with Riz.
2: Uh, I, was I think like two or three shows. Um, yeah. They were nice to us. I mean, probably because Nugs was with us, but, yeah, uh, they, you know, they were cool. Uh, I liked it over there. It was, it was just like, you know, like a mini garage environment. But, yeah, a lot of those guys were good-ass workers, and they're just not around
0: anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been going through all these tapes and just seeing all these old shows and uh, the matches you and Riz and Virgil had there were pretty great. So let's go back, you know, from to the beginning, how you guys got hooked in wrestling and how did you guys find a place to train?
1: Um, well, we were hooked uh, when we were kids. Cause we, our, our dad used to watch wrestling back in the day, a lot of WCW. We, that's what we grew up on. <laughs> he, t- um, he took us to go see sting versus Rick rude in a cage match. Uh. I remember that for sure.
2: Yeah, we got the little Stinger keychains, the neon pink ones.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Stinger marks, Sting, the Steiners, Bader, Four Horsemen, uh, Rick Rude, Dangerous Alliance—all those characters. Like, uh, yeah, and then we didn't watch too much WWF. But everyone, so of course, like Survivor Series because it was Thanksgiving and like you know you sit down to. The family and watch Survivor Series or a football game. It's probably Survivor Series a lot. <clears throat> more
2: more when the wars started, we started watching both. Well, that yeah. Wars,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, man. Yeah, in the same
0: boat, yeah. So after watching that, how did you guys like uh, look for a school or even you know, did you guys start doing backyard wrestling?
1: We definitely backyard wrestled for a
2: while. And like but this, a- this was like 16 seventeen <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and this 15, is in the uh, this is in Antioch area, Brentwood area.
2: Brentwood yeah, yeah yeah like 15, 16, 17. we did some backyard wrestling for a while and then uh, we um I moved to LA with my uncle and it sucked ass so I moved back and then I tried to find we tried to find some wrestling and uh I hooked up with Joe first and uh but then he was gonna go like on a on a tour doing something for a couple months so i didn't start with him and then uh i ended up signing up for apw and then meeting up with joe again and then joe told me not to go to apw and then i didn't go to apw and i, mean, I went
1: through, trained with pcw for like six months
2: yeah yeah joe Talked me out of going to APW, but didn't train us yet.
0: And then we went to huh. PC. And, uh, is, that I, Schizo, is that when Schizo Is that when was training? Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were
1: picking him up every every uh, practice in Sacramento. Oh okay. Um, yeah, we six months there, and like all we learned to do pretty much was bump. But like, that's a good thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, besides that, maybe a hip toss. That was about it which is crazy because like (laughs) the way we teach now is like total opposite. I'm like, we just throw shit at you until you, you know, you get lost and then we'll work on that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. After six months and then we came back and, um, uh, got with Nudge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. We we had a little crew like Rick, Gus, uh, Riz, and there was a couple other cats that, you know, faded out after a while, but started, (laughs) Kenny K after a while yeah Mm. um and then we just all started training man that's uh that's where brawl came about yeah that was a a good couple years it was fun did a Mm. lot of shit did that double ring fucking rodeo show which was pretty dope this is Uh, at the
0: fairgrounds right was it contra Costa fairgrounds yeah
2: yeah Yeah.
0: I I remember hearing about that yeah so yeah, brawl. I met Rick with well, shit. We were like 16 years old, uh, 16, 17, around 99 at big time wrestling. He came to a show in Fremont, and uh, yeah, that's where I met him. He, taught, you know, he was he was Rick Vandal at the time, and uh, he wanted to. We I had a backyard group. He had a backyard group up there, so it's probably you guys. I just didn't meet you guys then.
1: Um, I don't think we were in the backyard group with him. No, we
0: and- <laughs> we uh we somehow got
2: hooked up with him through his roommate. Which uh, Derek worked with at like mountain mics. And then I moved in with them. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then you moved in with them. And then uh, two worlds collided and then uh we started, you know, something kind of cool sprouted out and look at us now.
0: looking <laughs> weird in my room. <laughs> exactly. Um so brawl, you know, uh I started as a backyard friend with Rick, but then you guys started doing shows. So after being trained by Joe and after working for a brawl shows, how did you guys start to expand to other promotions? Like, I know I've seen you guys at SPW, you know, I've seen you guys at uh, tail end at PWI, like I said, but how was it branching out to other promotions and what do they think about you guys when you guys are branching out?
2: Um, when we started doing the commandos pretty much everywhere. uh then we were going everywhere, I mean, just because, you know, we could team, we could do trios, Jay could do singles, or vice versa. Um, we started going up to LA and doing, like, Epic Pro War a lot for Gary Yap.
1: Uh, those shows, I feel like, really uh, made us into some, I don't know, because usually go to a new spot and like, you, like, you know, you have to show your shit off, so... Uh, that and you have to protect yourself too because you never know who's gonna try and like snug you or whatnot and like. Right. We were definitely known as the uh, in the back we are we were comedy guys, but when it came to getting in the ring,
0: we were fucking shit was
1: real. We were fucking
0: mm-hmm. lighting it up. So do you think guys had that uh, promoters had that misconception of you guys because of Joe Applebomber and how he was known uh, to be in the ring, especially down in XPW? <laughs>
2: sure yeah definitely at first um, especially because he, he you know he went to most of our bookings with us for the first couple of years I want to say mm-hmm. um, give or take a, you know a few here or there but uh, <clears throat> mostly because he was probably on the shows with us but yeah once we started branching out I, f- I feel like um, especially in the LA area like I, I, I feel like his name probably helped us get some bookings out there as opposed to not, and then, you know, he just, I don't know,
0: it all worked out good, so it's good. So, in the Suburban Commandos uh, um, faction, it was you, it was D-Unit, t Rent. it was DJ Riz, and was Ryan, uh, uh, Chance Calloway in there? He He was there before I was, yes. He was Dub C. Oh, okay, okay. I, rem- I actually have video of him, but I didn't know what his name was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he originally came out with a spinner rim around his neck. And then I took it.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I do remember that. Was there any more people that you guys added it over the years or no? No,
2: no, it was just me. Um, the first, like, year, it was probably just me, Jay, and, and uh, Ryan. And then Derek got added in.
1: What, a couple years, yeah. I was doing other random gimmicks like Cara the Clown, and then I was Trent Hemorrhage for a while, teaming with like Luster the Legend and Dante and uh random guys like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do, I do have a match of yours. Uh, you were like wearing like a mesh long sleeve, like, like, oh, yeah. Shirt, that's... It's probably and,
1: like, Carid <laughs>
0: um so speaking of dj riz can you tell us about some you know, a couple of fond moments or stories that you had with you know dj riz and if people don't know you know dj riz uh, uh tragically passed away at a very young age uh, how old was he when- uh i think 26 was around 26 26 yeah yeah so what are some like fond memories you have working with him or, or even just like
1: um the, f- the first time i met jay uh like i said we lived at rick's house and um i was sleeping and uh, we had this thing called the house title where anybody in the house could beat whoever the champ is at any time. And I uh, woke up to this skinny scrawny motherfucker trying to choke me out in my bed and I had no clue who the fuck he was. And he, uh, he, he choked me out and won the belt. And he's like, hey, I'm Jay. He's <laughs> like, fuck him, get out of my room. Who the fuck are you?
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, every
2: every time, uh, every time we'd train, man, he he was he was great, man. He we'd train hard too. He'd get really like uh, upset, like if he'd fuck something up. But at the same time, he's like, he liked hitting people and liked getting hit. Uh, the shit was just in his blood, man. We had some really good road trips. A lot of those, uh, you know, shows, uh, for Epic Pro War, man. We, uh, we would get a hotel room and fucking. Just fucking drink all night and
1: go to a fucking slummy strip club with like nasty nasty strippers. <laughs> all bad. <laughs> and then you know, carry each other when we'd have to fucking wrestle because we'd all be hung over. That was that was yeah. one thing.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a hood slam hangover uh, thing too, because I remember when I booked you guys at Arena Hayward, it was like, oh Saturday, like fuck, we're gonna be hungover because of hood slam on Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it,
1: you know, it wasn't like a one of those flea market shows. where you have to be there at like nine in the morning though. And that's like, fuck, dude, I'm not after a hood slam. No, I'm, I'm OK. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned the flea market uh, shows, uh talk to us about that time that one. uh I don't know if it was like a drunk fan or somebody got in the ring. It was in one of uh, Pallone shows, I think it was at a yeah. flea market show. I right? It, it,
1: it was probably my fault. Because I was going around and I had a spray bottle. It was hot as fuck out. Too. Yeah, it was like fucking 102 or something. And I'm like spraying <laughs> my that? spot at uh, so Concord. That? Concord somewhere C- get, C- at Solano. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going around and I'm like spraying all the fans as I walk past them all. And like all in the face like an asshole. <laughs> but like, you know, it felt good because it was fucking water and it was hot. Yeah, and this yeah. uh, I definitely remember spraying the dude in the face and he gave me a mean ass mug. And then uh yeah, later that, that happened, you know. Yeah, he, he came he came in the
2: ring. Um I, I don't know, there there's a video, but like this guy comes in the ring and I see out the corner of my eye, like this guy in a white shirt, and I'm like, okay, none of us are and he, yeah. he comes, he like turns me around and he like what he pie face me or you try like to slap me or something. In the head or something? Did something and then, then yeah. everyone else saw that and that was just like the green light, like, oh shit. I feel like I only got one shot in on him. Yeah, and that was the one that got you know
0: hit i know man that's because i've seen him do it and i <laughs> grabbed him to the ground and started just jacking him <laughs> yeah I, I saw part of the video yeah you guys were you guys were laying it on him and me meanwhile cockamang was over here in the corner still dancing oh, for yeah. the people <laughs> Trying
1: to keep people entertained
0: it's Cockamang, man typical yeah so tell us about um wh- how you guys met Sheik and how the how you guys got brought in into hood slam and how everything started with with that with you guys.
1: And, it was uh, the first CCW show. It was our first time wrestling there, and they had us do a battle royal. And uh, me was and for, Rick, was that for Buddy Sotelo? Uh, yeah, JJ and Buddy, yeah. And, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the first two entrants were me and Dustin, and then the next entrant was Sheik, who's never met us at all, and like. Uh, in his head, or he at the time, you know, probably thought that we were, in, we're just gonna fucking squash them. But like, uh, we were in the back and we like called some spots together and, you know, actually he put still, Sheik over. Still probably thought we were gonna fucking shoot on him.
2: <laughs> Cause it was like, what are the chances, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it worked out. And then we smoked pot together. The friendship blossomed.
0: And, and what, um, when Hood Slam started, were you guys already like planning on doing Stoner Year or did that come in like later? Um, and what made you guys like decide like, you know what, We're, we want to start training people. No,
2: we are th- We didn't get, we, no, didn't, um, we didn't start doing the school until we got our ring back from, from Rick Luxury. Was it like 2000? I don't know. Not no, sure. But no. yeah,
1: we just, it was uh, us, uh, Nugs, Sheik and like a handful of other people. And like, we just wanted to train. So like mm-hmm. we had our ring and we were training, and then all of a sudden it turned into like us getting students and more people and catching eyes, and you know and it's fun. We love training people. It's uh yeah. it's sometimes it's you know funner than actually wrestling.
0: Tell us about the uh, inception of the Stoner Brothers gimmick.
1: What's inception mean, Scotty? You're the, the, the word the, guy. The thing, the, you know, the beginning. <laughs>
2: It's the beginning. Is that the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio?
0: I think that's not what that means. (laughs) I could be wrong too.
1: No, we've always been like uh, Steiner brother fans, like we said earlier, and like um, I think at first we weren't even gonna be the Stoner brothers. We were gonna be like the Blunt brothers. Yeah, and one of us is gonna be like Philly and Titan or some shit or Swisher or I don't maybe I don't even know, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it turned into the Stoner brothers, Rick Scott and Scott Rick um and yeah we just had fun we in the beginning we were in a group called the viano crime family which uh consisted of viano 420 (laughs) and uh us and uh red rhino 2099 okay i
0: remember who was the other cruiser jesus cruz yeah the other jesus cruz i get hit up all the time by people that you know hood slam fan hood slam fans they add me And they're like, hey, man, you know, loved watching you last night. I'm like, dude, not sorry, dude. I'm not, it's not me. Wrong Jesus Cruz. And then quickly unfollow. They just unfollow me. They fuck it. So when you guys, you know, when when you guys joined Hood Slam and you guys were at victory, did you guys ever think that it would pop pop off as big as it did? And were you guys ever getting hit up or more chic? I wonder if she get she got hit up more of guys that were maybe critiquing hood slam at first, and then saw how big it got. And then at first
2: like- we were just, at first we were just like having fun, man. We we're
1: you know like- we're doing shows with like the, all our <coughs> friends that like you know got kind of like outcasted, outcasted, or like weren't getting booked right, and like um, yeah, man, we just we were just having fun at first, and then like. You know, you have fun, it catches on. People see you having fun, and then they have fun. And then you know, and the then, cycle.
2: You know, people that don't like you see you having fun, and then they talk shit.
1: Yeah, a lot of people talk shit. And then, you know, the day, at you first, know?
2: you know, there wasn't a lot of people. And then it started growing on. People started, you know, talking more shit. Yeah,
1: everyone's <laughs> going to talk shit about success,
2: and you know, cause
1: especially if they're not getting
0: publicity. It. Yeah, unless it's jail publicity. <laughs> what were some of my favorite characters that you guys like doing at, at Hood Slam so far? Um, I think my, I was talking about it the other
1: day, actually, uh, we did a science slam for this uh, group of scientists and, um, we were, uh, Orville. Yeah, we were the Wright brothers, but we, we played really old men. So we got to like (laughs) wrestle hell of old with like canes and it was, it was fucking incredible. It was awesome. I wish I could do that every match. (laughs) (laughs) Night off every match. <laughs> the, the smoking hot boobs that's that's another fun yeah, one Boobtista,
2: Boobtista,
1: boob tista boob tista i've seen that I've one yeah a lot with the bwo stuff it's always fun bwo yeah man tommy Town. tommy pickles Town.
0: <laughs> yeah no it's always a yeah it's always a fun vibe i've been to a couple of hood slams and it's it's amazing and also shout out to tom and mia from the oakland metro uh they've always been good to myself and uh tony you guys know tony too Tony Garcia from, uh, ungaffable. It's always a fun time. You know, I've had some crazy nights there. I have had some really drunk nights there. And, uh, but yeah, it's always a good vibe. So if you haven't checked out a hood slam, you know, if this ever, this pandemic ever, you know, fucking stops or whatever, I highly recommend you go. Um,
1: well, we can, you know, jump on a uh, hood slam Twitch or hood slam YouTube or, uh, follow us on social media. Cause like we, we still do a lot of stuff and like, uh, whether you know we can go out there and wrestle in front of fans or not we're gonna keep doing stuff so yeah, yeah it us, so.
0: no it definitely does I mean I, even like other people hit me up to work with you guys like super crazy you know it was like, hey, you know do you guys you know you know the guys from slam you know so I, I brought him over a couple of times so he had a lot of fun you know no, he was like cool that, <coughs> yeah. what about some of your favorite matches or some some matches that people can look up right now um, twitch?
1: What's the other one oh, we were YouTube. talking about? Uh, Super Crazy was actually in this one. Uh, we did have Mario. It was uh, us as Mario and Luigi uh, as the Super Stoner Brothers. And we teamed with Britney Wonder as three of us. Yeah. And then we wrestled um, uh, Super Crazy as Wario and uh, Donkey Kong as Clayjack Jack and Manny as, as War Luigi. War Luigi. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of just like it, not a lot of like act, uh, like typical wrestling, but like a lot of you know, weird, crazy, uh, fun spots that are like just random and like different.
2: Yeah, I liked uh, our drowning match with the caution. Did you know? Yeah, okay. I mean,
1: (laughs) I got drowned, yeah, I I died,
2: yeah, but it was still fun. We, We, you know, it was like. A long fucking
1: no, it was a, it was six a month fun build up to Yeah, we did a, a giant, match. you know, promo war with the caution for like six months. It started at uh Knox Pro fair. Wrestle Fair. And uh, mm. we just went on a road trip and just started doing promos against each other like every couple of like hours, you know, or whatnot. And then uh, just built for like six months. And we just kept doing it and like a lot of people were into it and the fans yeah. were really into it and like we had a lot of fun matches and different, you know, stuff. We did like a karaoke challenge. And you know you can so die. And so you feel like hope is gone. You look inside
2: you and you stand. And you'll finally see the
0: truth. That a Ricky lies in you.
1: I should have won that karaoke challenge. You were close. Oh, shit. I don't even know what song uh, 20 sang. Me neither. Some some weird guy. See
0: how memorable it was? No, it wasn't really <laughs> <laughs> You know, that karaoke vibe spilled over to Arena Hayward, too, because uh, Sheik uh, did it with Lisa Lace and Matt Carlos, and they did, like, a whole karaoke thing before their match. So,
1: it's a, you them. know, it's a
0: fun vibe. It's a good vibe. Was that the Tony Braxton one? Or no, that was a different one. I don't know. So uh, another uh, uh, worker, another friend that passed away way too early, who was part of Hood Slam, uh, Virgil Flynn. Uh, Can you tell us how do you met? How the first time you met Virgil, and just kind of your favorite memories of of Virgil?
1: Man, we knew Virgil before he was even a wrestler. Uh, When he was training, he refereed a lot of our matches as the Bad Apples, and where was it? SPW. SPW and. I want to say like WCWA back in the day. um Yeah, he's just one of the boys, you know. He's always really cool and humble, and never talks shit about anybody. But he always
2: was the first to fuck with you.
1: Oh yeah, mm. he's a good rib. Yeah, him and Jay
2: together were dangerous. Oh uh, yeah,
0: just <laughs> rib everybody. Any favorite ribs that he, that he pulled on you guys or or any people around him? Man, I don't know. Like probably like getting someone's gear and
1: like uh, hanging it on a wall, like 20 feet up or something like that. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Stuff like that. I know it was, it was a, it was a huge loss. Uh, I remember going to like the Memorial show you guys had at the, uh, at the victory warehouse. And it was, the love was definitely, definitely felt felt that night. Um, your what were your goals when you first got into the business, like started training, what were your goals then versus, Versus now that you're in an established promotion that's successful. Promotion. I mean, I think our goals when we started were probably the same as everyone else. You know, we wanted to
1: go to the, the big the big times and like work the, you know, the big promotions and we go. wanted to be WCW tag team champions, that's right? Or like, you know, uh, <laughs> I think Japan was a big uh, thing for us, mm-hmm. maybe not at first, but like definitely once we started like wrestling and like, you know. We're a big, giant twin tag team, and, like, there's not a lot of that. So, yeah, thought, uh, Japan was a, was a good thing. And then, um, then we had our WWE tryout, and we thought that's what we wanted. And then once we got there and, like, just didn't feel right. And then, like, it clicked that, like, this isn't where we should be, and this isn't what we want. Mm-hmm. And, like, we loved um, training people our homestay at hood slam and like in Oakland and just do what we're doing. Here. Yeah. We were just happy here. And like, I didn't want to do something that wasn't going to make me happy. Cause like, mm-hmm. yeah, what's the point? Uh, wrestling is supposed to make you happy because you love wrestling, but if you're not happy and you don't love the wrestling anymore,
0: why, you know, if we feel that now, um, but you guys did have two students that are currently uh, with you know the fed nxt wwe so how does that feel to have two students of yours on their on their roster it's awesome
1: yeah. uh, it's, you know I, I love it they put in the work and trained like motherfuckers and you know went out there and uh just it took the opportunities and like ran with them and they're both like killing it right now and uh, to me, it's like, OK, we gave up our opportunities and we just gave them because like if we would have stayed like we wouldn't have even trained them, really. I mean, maybe maybe partway, but not like
0: all the way. <clears throat> what uh, what are some misconceptions that people or other promoters or other wrestlers might have of you? You know, if you if they're booked against the Stoner Brothers, you know, do they think like, oh, you guys are going to be all fucked up and not, you know, maybe be stiff or, or anything like that? What are your misconceptions that people might think of you guys? I feel
2: like some people get intimidated by us just because we are big and they see, like, I don't know, I guess our highlight reels of us just chucking fools, but at the same time, like, you know, watch you watch a full match and we're doing 50-50. We're taking shit just as much, you know. I, I would rather make someone's fucking shit look, you know, 100% great. As opposed to, like, you know, shit on their shit after, you know, they're putting me
1: over. Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's just that don't judge a buck by its cover. You know, yeah, we may, like, be in the back smoking weed, like, the entire time. But, like, this is what we do. We handle ourselves on, on on that stuff. And, like, we're able to function better than uh, other people normally in the ring while, yeah. you know. Gimmicked, gimmick, gimmicked. Yeah,
0: no, and I can vouch for that. I mean, I had you guys on a on a more family uh, type show, you know, and you guys you guys entertain the crowd, you know. I've seen you guys at the Metro, and the crowd is you know behind you one hundred percent. And I've seen you guys at lucha shows where the people are behind you one hundred percent because of the way you guys perform in the ring. You know, you guys are loud. You guys are are, are charismatic. You know. Yeah, a lot of people
2: don't even interact with the crowd. They just get in, you know, or they'll interact with the crowd on their entrance, and then once they get in the ring, they just shut up and
0: wrestle. Yeah, Jardy Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Jardy
1: Hardy.
0: You say Jardy Hardy? Is that a <laughs>
1: – <laughs> Yeah, Jardy France. We
0: used to call, call him Jardy Hardy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, Jardy Franz. Has he ever uh, hit you guys up to work? Uh, He's, he's wrestled a hood slam. Yeah, like what, what
2: do he do that St.
1: Patrick's Day one way back Monday night it, one maybe or or night one, I don't know. Yeah, um, he did one. Yeah, we'll get we'll get a call or a text from him like every, like maybe once every other year or vice versa. We'll hit him up and just be like, "Hey yeah. man," what's that? or we'll see him you. at like a, a hey a, man an, uh, an ice box show. <laughs> 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 I think that's ice all he box. ever get booked on is icebox shows. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's yeah. doing him for a while
2: like uh, real fighting stuff and stop doing that now or something. I don't know. That's the last time I talked to him. He
0: said he was going get away from that. Yeah. You know, speaking of Icebox shows, you know, when he – his shows were, uh, especially for that time, they were the only promotion that would book people from all other feds. You know, it's like you see everybody in one promotion. I'm trying to look for this tape where you guys are there with DJ Riz. I can't find it. But it's like, hell, we even saw Shane Cody and The Emperor against Charlie France and Dana Lee. One time there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, back when APW was like, no, you can't work at Iron, you you know, vice versa. Did you guys ever oh, have yeah. that where they told you you can't work a certain place or? Um, not not where we trained or
1: anything. I mean, we dealt with a lot of that, but like, um, nah, like even when we were doing brawl, like we were trying to book everybody from all over the place. You know, we brought Dana Lee in and Venice and. uh, uh, Sam, and then, like, uh, Kenny K, and Venny
0: and Gabe, and a little bit of everybody, you know? Now, I'm going to steal a question from my uh, my co-host, Paul, on this, and I'm going to ask, what is the worst thing someone can do in the ring besides, shit that like, your opponent? <laughs> 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 so literally, have you guys had that? No. no. um, I, I've I've seen it, but I haven't,
1: like, been in a match with, like, where that's happened. The worst um, thing they could do? Quit. Quit during the match, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during the match. <laughs> quit. i quit <laughs> i don't know man i would say like once they botch a spot just uh keep botching and then that's
0: probably the worst thing you can do now that i'm glad you said that because that was actually my point about that question because i've seen you i've seen it twice at arena hayward where you're working your opponent and they fuck up or they do something that wasn't called and you guys call them out right then and there which i think is hilarious <laughs> maybe the people don't really you know aren't really paying attention to that but i mm-hmm. remember someone we didn't call that <laughs> you <guys> keep going.
1: <laughs> uh, we just started like you know uh even if it doesn't make sense to the people or like i'm just gonna be loud and call you out for your shit you know like you yeah. fucked up
0: your own shine so you know there that goes yeah yeah, yeah, no, I, I've seen it twice. Uh, it's very audible, but like I said, if you're not paying attention, you're in the crowd, you're, you're paying attention to the action. Yeah. What are some of your uh, favorite road stories? You got a good one? It's a bad one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's that one? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, now, now we need to know what, what, what the bad what one bad is. One.
1: Well, that was one of those LA trips where uh, uh, we did a show and then uh, Ricky like hooked up with some girl. And like, uh, we went back to her spot, but then all of us got kicked out of the house except him. And then like, he went on a walk with her and like, we were like roaming around trying to find uh, this guy and um, the cops show up and like uh, arrest our boy Tom for just standing there. And then me and Jay are just searching all over the place for this guy and find the cops. And then we're like, no, man, it's, it's our buddies. He's trying to get some. You know, and then <laughs> you didn't even get any. No, I just, I that was that girl, is Tom. bad.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's the best one you can come up with. No, right? that was the worst one I could
0: come
1: up with. Um, he did say the one.
0: worst one. It's true. Shout nah, out to Tom, Tom Wyatt. Is that the Tom you're talking yeah.
2: about? Tommy Tom. Tommy Tom, yeah. Jay's Jay used to fuck with Tom a lot. That fool would just like sit behind him as he's driving and fucking pelt him with like big ass.
1: Aluminum foil balls, or, or like, like <laughs> anything you could find. Yeah, smack them in the back
2: of the head. Me and me and Jay pinned him down at once in a hotel room, and uh, Derek uh, shaved a fucking horseshoe haircut into the back
0: of his head. Oh, he did. Shit. That's right. <laughs> like Get old school, it like Sherman Helmsley type. Like, oh yeah, just bald on <laughs> yeah. top and right the, down the Just bald on the top. Yep. <laughs>
1: That was a Vegas trip, I think,
0: right? How long we? Uh, how long did you guys work at uh, Future Stars out there? I remember seeing – when I moved out there, I remember seeing you guys there because I wanted to go say what's up with Modest. I didn't know you guys were going to be out there. I think Virgil was out there too.
1: Yeah, uh, we did like five years, six probably like six years. Probably like five years, close to five maybe. A solid five years, I want to yeah. say,
0: and then on and off. For- what are your, uh, some of your favorite spots other than Hood Slam that you – um what do you like, man? I like Arena Hayward. That was- yeah. I liked, uh,
1: um, we did this match in Vegas for 3PW, which was, I think, d Fed or something. Hmm. But uh, it was just memorable to me because it was uh, me and Ricky and uh, Sam, uh, Mike Rain, and Shotzi, all on the same team. And we did this Armageddon entrance to the Armageddon song by Aerosmith and uh we just it was like a like a five and a half six minute entrance we just went super slow mo and like took off our fake invisible space helmets and (laughs) everybody a thumbs up hella slow it was fucking awesome it was it was hella fun did you guys come out to arrows man yeah yeah i don't remember the the match being like super great but like didn't matter. Uh, Extensions of my life. Yeah, it was definitely the best. Day.
0: What about a favorite story of a shady promoter or the funny ex- excuse as to not getting paid? Uh, now, when I asked Chupacabra this question, we definitely, you know, of course, talked about uh, um, that beach slam show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys want to touch on that and your your point of view of what happened that night, or if you guys got another story. I don't even really want to put that guy over, so let's not talk about him.
1: No, let's talk about uh, Shannon Naylor. Yeah, that's a good one. So there's this guy in uh, Clear Lake. Well, he would he would come to Sacramento shows, and he tried to put this show on with uh, some of the guys from ICP's crew. I think it was Two Tough Tony and Corporal Robinson, and then we were booked with a handful of other people, and uh, the show just never happened. And like we we were all like, but this fool let everybody on like.
2: Up until, like, the show, you know, like, 30 minutes before it was supposed to happen. Um, and just, like, he was in the parking lot. He's all the rings, the rings coming, they're on their way, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it just wow. never came. And then... Uh, and then there was like a problem with paying everybody, and he had to get like his—he
1: had, had a handler, yeah,
2: I was gonna and like grandma, he, he was in his handler.
1: car with his handler, and like with the doors locked, and we're all like outside of it, like get the fuck out here, man, we're oh, <laughs> gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> uh, yeah, then we just went to some bar and he gave us free drinks all night. I don't know if he did, no, the bar did. The they bar did the show, yeah, because they sponsored the show that never. And then, yeah, we got pretty drunk at that bar and like uh went to a bunch of hotel rooms and uh yeah stuff happened yeah there's a hat scaggler involved
0: and um (laughs) a lot of weed (laughs) do you guys ever have to follow a promoter of the atm machine
2: yeah that what about the what about the quarters on reno no not yeah and me and Nugs uh, did a show for and what's that guy's name? I think his name is Brian something in Reno. And uh, he paid he paid. Uh, it was me, Nugs, and I think Jay. But he paid us in like eighteen dollars and quarters. He gave Nugs like eighteen bucks in quarters, and Nugs is like, "What the? Fuck?
0: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> this is for all three of us. Are you fucking serious? Damn, yeah, yeah. dude." That's very brave of him. Like, hey, you know, as big as Nuggs is, it's like, oh, here, here's some quarters. That takes a lot of fucking balls, man. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be the guy to go up to Nugs with $18 in quarters
0: and be like, here you go. This is for you and your boys. What about a crazy fan interaction? I know we talked about earlier at, at the flea market where that guy got in, but any other crazy fan interaction? There's a lot of crazy fans. In.
1: There was the, the,
2: the craziest thing. one was, when, you know, like, I guess fan interaction was, uh, when I gorilla pressed Choopy to the outside and the crowd, like crowd surfed them all over and then crowd surfed him back in the ring.
0: Oh, it same time where, uh,
2: it's crazy. I think it was the did show. Did it go you over the top?
0: On.
1: Yeah. Over the I'm top. Back? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, who was it? It was a, it was a Oaktown show for Icebox. And it was like, uh, we did this angle with like, I think it was Danny Garcia
0: and Diablo. And, like, yeah.
1: his whole family just went crazy and started
2: throwing <laughs> shoes at us and shit. Yeah, like their mom was trying to stab Nugs with, like, a heel
1: and shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, one, and then there was a time we did a show. Was that some, I don't know, it was, it was Conan versus Oliver John. And we were with Oliver John as his cronies. And, like, people were throwing, like, ears of corn at us with Elode's and fucking all sorts of shit, <laughs> dude. Flying all <laughs> over. fucking fucking, chairs yeah and hella chairs they were
0: throwing chairs pretty nuts i I could i could attest to that uh lady trying to stab you guys with the heel because she succeeded in stabbing shane cody one time at a show in hayward so it's a thing yeah yeah danny danny and super devil never smartened their families up to the business at all
2: (laughs) which is cool i like it (laughs) yeah
0: now that shit is real Yeah. yeah hood slam is real but to the garcias it's fucking hella real (laughs) <laughs> over here. How about any embarrassing moments during a match? I, I slipped off the top rope once.
2: Yeah. We're we're in uh man, what
0: what what was
2: that old building? The old Bank of America building in Pleasant Hill? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, it was WCWA.
2: WCWA. And uh, all these fans were like had these bubble gimmicks and they were blowing them all night. This is what I blame it on. <laughs> And then I get up to the top rope for our finish. And uh which was we did like the fucking Legion of Doom gimmick. Mm-hmm. And and I fucking just fucking eat shit and slip off the top rope. And then luckily there was like a run in. So they came right when I fell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> luckily. luckily. Like, that was a cue right there.
2: Yeah, that was a good cue. Yeah. Wait, you got any other
1: ones? Um... I puked on that camera guy that one time. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was in like, the, Slam? Uh, like yeah. yeah, it was like a San Francisco Chronicle or some shit. It was like a picture of me just right yak and yak coming right at this dude's camera. <laughs> you <laughs> know, you guys
0: happen? I was gonna ask this earlier, but um do you guys feel like after after the success of Hood Slam, you know, you guys draw, you know, sell out every every show. Do you feel like After that, you get booked at places around the area, maybe hoping that you'd bring some of that crowd over with you. Do you guys ever had that or feel like you've had that? I mean, yeah, definitely. There's definitely, like, hardcore Hood Slam
1: fans that, like, follow us to other bookings.
2: Yeah, and then I also feel like, I don't know, Hood Slam kind of made the area, like, live again. So... Anytime a Hood Slammer gets booked, like, around these parts, then I feel like people are going to go
0: mm-hmm.
2: if they follow you know, what's going on.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which I feel so. like most, most Hood Slam crowd is just, like, a, you know, party. But, like, once they go, they're going to be like, oh, they're not going to forget it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to know more about it. So going back to your trainer, to uh, Coach Nuggs, Joe Applebomber, um joe Applebomber saw the beginning of all pro wrestling joe Applebomber saw the beginning of big time wrestling and mm-hmm. now he saw the beginning of hood slam and now hood slam has been drawn and drawing you know a lot of people more than apw Btw combined how how do you think like nugs feels about being a part of this uh, being a part of hood slam and you know he was like a trained old school style so how did he adapt to this new style and, and how do you how does he feel about it now
1: uh, he loves it and it's uh you know it, he he's adapting because he can be a character rather than just going out there and beating someone's ass you know he's he's uh right now he's doing the sensei nugs gimmick so he's a karate master you know and he, all he has to do is like some of this and he's over so you know it's it's easy for him and uh he enjoys the shit out of it yeah it's like you know way fucking smaller than
2: he used to be so it's true oh yeah
0: yeah no he he really dedicated to 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 getting to getting fit uh, i mean i i met him in 97 so i've known him since 97 and i uh, went a couple of road trips with him to xpw so we always had you know we would talk to each other every day pretty much and uh, so yeah i'm glad i'm glad he's uh, happy i'm glad he's you know he's able to adapt and and is open-minded to to new uh to new things Um, so kind of winding down a little bit, uh, anything that you guys found disappointing about the business? So from when you guys started the dreams and the goals you guys had, have you guys found what, what did you find disappointing about the business? Um, I don't know. Maybe like, maybe that some of the old timers that
2: we used to look up to are like dickheads, fucking bitter, really
1: bitter to the business. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, dropping some knowledge on you, uh, just rather say you know fuck you get away from me or you know stay out of my room or whatnot but there's a there's there's tons of other uh guys that have been there too that are like totally willing to like hook you up with some knowledge and like like Sen Bodhi and like d'lo and uh uh Densmore and like a handful of other guys you know they all like they love teaching so
0: and finally, what's, what's next? I mean, I know right now we're, we're kind of on lockdown with the pandemic, but I mean, after, after this all passes, what's next for you guys? What's next for hood slam? Um, what would you guys no. like to do? Venture out Japan, Mexico? I felt Yeah. We're right. We got our passports, man.
2: We're ready to go anywhere. Um, I feel like being locked down, we've trained like a lot harder and a lot more. Um, cause that's all we could fucking do. And, uh, you know, I got a couple sparring partners like Brutal Rob Hands and Scotty and fucking little Marcelo, and uh, we fucking, you know, I, I'm able to go fucking an hour, no problem. Scotty, me and Scotty, you know, fucking no problem. Anybody in the world, right now, I feel like we're we're at our we're at our our fucking physical demand peak. Musical
0: <laughs> demand oh, conditions. So it's, talking about Brutal Rob Hands, tell us a little bit about what you guys have been doing during quarantine. I know you guys have been having, like, uh, private matches that you guys have been streaming, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Ricky versus Brutal 2020. I don't even know how, how did it start.
1: Uh, it was a diehard. We were watching, we were watching something on our uh, movie theater screen upstairs was the gimmick. And, uh, he wanted to watch Die Hard too. And then, uh, we watched like three movies. We were like, we'll, we'll be done with it. And then
2: we watched, you know, two movies and then we watched Die Hard again. And he came up like, you know, six hours later and he was pissed off. And then, uh, that turned into like him challenging me to a match. And then we've done uh, tons of matches on Instagram and, uh, his Twitter. Yeah. Some, uh, cinematic ones we did the beef castle of fear match which uh what is that on youtube probably it's on youtube yeah well, might and be then, on twitch too there's another one that that's not sure. out yet we did a um bed bath and beyond match <laughs> that was a good one good housekeeping good, good bath and beyond match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you call it what you want it's a bed bath and beyond match. yeah was it was that
1: the loser gets a spa day
2: or was that another no, match? That was a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah, loser gets a spa day, and I had to make a brutal spaghetti. <laughs> and then, and then the spaghetti turned into like a thing. And now, brutal and Scotty are uh, you I'm
1: know. fighting, I'm fighting him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him. I already beat him. But then he took your headgear, and I, and then we took his glove. Mm-hmm. But now we got him back. So now what's next? What's next? I'm gonna beat him up later tonight. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Okay.
0: <laughs> so I just, something just came, came to me right now uh the way that rob uh, hands got his name wasn't it um wasn't there some issue with some guy that did a seminar with you guys i can't place i can't place his name yes of brutal
1: bob evans,
0: brutal bob evans. was he yes. is he like an roh trainer or something like that
1: supposedly i guess <laughs> um but yeah like he hit us up to do a seminar at our school and basically came in there like not knowing anything about us or the school or just anything, and just like started disrespecting us and disrespecting our students, and then fucking, you know, and then you like, there's a hot pocket fucking joke in there. I don't think <laughs> that was that was it. I don't think that happened yet. Okay, but then yeah, like uh, brutal blew up on him. So like we gave him his name. We took him. Took his name. <laughs> took his
0: name. <laughs> <That's> that guy. <laughs> What what are you guys' opinions on seminars? Like I know I know you guys did one with uh, with super crazy uh, at our spot, but what are you guys general general? Uh, um, what do you guys think of them in general?
2: I like I don't know. I feel like someone could talk for hours, right? But then you could just go listen to them on like a podcast or something. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: If it's not hands-on, it's it's kind of not worth it for me or, you know.
2: Yeah. And then hands-on and also, like, maybe, like, a little more specific to a certain thing. I don't know. Like, you know, if it's going to be, like, a tag team seminar or a seminar on psychology or a seminar on uh, character. Yeah. Um, just something more specific than just this person's going to do a seminar because then you don't know what to expect. You could just get talking for three hours and then, you know, 25 minutes of like having three people do
0: a couple, <laughs> couple of things in the ring. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I feel like they mix like beginners and pros, you know, so, so the levels are different. So it seems like, you know, if you have beginners in the seminar, it kind of slows down for the rest yeah. of them.
2: Yeah. I like the sky day seminar. That was, that one was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah and i know and i know it would have been a lot tighter with less people because yeah. uh you know we probably got more to do a lot more shit but like you know that's how it is yeah but, uh, you know if i if me or scotty were to do like a seminar somewhere i i don't think i'd want any more than like you know 10 10 10 people five team and we'd probably just want to do a seminar on tag team shit yeah, definitely. It's just because everybody else, you know, you could preach the same thing, but it's just going to, you know, sound a little different in each person. So.
0: Yeah, well, thank you, guys. You're actually the first tag team that we had on Indie Handshake. So Boom. thank you very much. And Go ahead and put yourselves over. Where can people find more information about you or, or watch some of your favorite uh, matches that you guys have had?
1: Uh, you go to YouTube, look up Stoner Brothers Wrestling. Or Suburban Commandos Wrestling, if you want to see some early shit. Or even Bad Apples Wrestling. Is there's Bad Apples stuff? There too? might be.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, have at least, I have at least one or two, so it'll it'll make it up there. Okay. Okay.
1: And then, yeah, we uh, stream stuff on Instagram very often. At um, the Real Stoner Brothers. Yep. And then uh, go to the Hood Slam Twitch, watch that stuff. We also have our own Twitch, which is, hang on, rizbomb 420? Yeah. On Twitch. Uh, We do the hot box every other Monday night. Uh, We just do a podcast for like an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two hours, play some games, talk some shit, smoke some weed. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, uh,
2: Stoner brothers, FTF. That's it. That's all of it. That's all of them. Hashtag. We did it.
1: Hashtag. This is it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again, guys, for joining the podcast today. And thank you for watching in the handshake. I've been Jesus Cruz with the Stoner Brothers, Rick Scott and Scott Rick. Thank you for watching. The hot dog, I'm sending it to you guys right now via
1: FedEx.
0: K-5, K-5.